1: Game day, game day Andy Lou. You ready? There we go. There we go. I'm, you know, I I guess we should call it out. If you're if you're going to the game, be there early, 5 p.m. on a Friday, rough start, but I get it. You can't put the Lakers or the Warriors on NBA TV. Just it is what it is. One of the games has to go earlier. And I'm pretty sure the reason the Warriors are going earlier is because they're more likely to draw the East Coast audience.
2: Oh, really? That's why? Yeah. I had not thought of that as the reason. I, I just thought they picked LeBron as the seven o'clock tip time. You know, you, you mean 10 life. p.m. when Skip's asleep on the East Coast? <laughs> uh, um, shout out to Skip, by the way, to finding his new. Uh, his new whipping boy, Steph. So he's got two guys that he can slander now at, at, at any time. So good for him. The grift continues. in use. That's how you know
1: Steph draws the numbers when it's Correct. it's all about him. Correct. But um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. It, there's also probably the fact that they gotta deal with the Kings uh hockey at LA. It's just a few factors, but anyway, Warriors got the short end of the draw, they gotta do the early game. Uh, gonna be miserable trying to get over there. But how are you feeling about it?
2: I think this reminds me of the Dallas series where they went up uh, 3-0 and then lost Game 4 and went back home Game 5, and you kind of knew what was going to happen. This is what it feels like, Sam. Um, I know we'll, get, we'll do a little bit of a deeper dive into the, to the game here in a few seconds, but, yeah, my overarching thought is it, it does feel like the end for the Sacramento Kings here.
1: By the way, Sacramento Kings not listing De'Aaron Fox on the injury report. Oh, okay. I see, stalker. Um, you know, uh, between Sabonis'
2: sternum, Fox's fingers, just the miracles of modern medicine, right? Well, you know, it's they ran out of games to play. Uh, if, once you get four games into a postseason series, there's only so many games left, right? People always say, once you get into the meat of a series, there's no adjustments you can make, man. There's no magical adjustment Mike Brown's going to make in game six. It, it, it's you roll your best guys out there. You play your try to play your best basketball, and that's
1: it. No, del, no 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 Delhi Willis Reed moment. <laughs> Just gonna come off the bench, and, and then the announcer gonna be like, "He
2: locked Steph up that one time in
1: 2015. They got <laughs> I, him. Let's unless, see if he's got one more in him."
2: <laughs> unless there's a Draymond suspension or somebody tears their ACL, the series is what it is when it gets this deep.
1: Yeah, I, I guess that 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 begs the question because all right, two two. A hard font two-two. Um, Warriors had to really work through it and figure it out. Game five was competitive, but it did feel like the Warriors starters felt I figured out how to control that game. They may not only, they may not have more than six players who could play against the Kings right now, but those six players figured out how they want to attack the Kings. And I guess my question for you is: do the Kings have any counters left? Where do they go to from here? Um, because it's three in a row for the Warriors right now, and Anyway, you want to slice it, balls on their court to,
2: to shift the momentum, right? Like the Warriors just have to continue doing what they've done the last three games. If I were Mike Brown, the only counter I have left, he's tried all the mind games. Like you said, De'Aaron Fox is, is, is going to be off the injury report. So there's no more, oh, he's doubtful 24 hours before the game. It's like, all right, whatever. Comes out and hits three threes. The only thing I think he can do remaining is to start Davion Mitchell, bench Kevin Herter and just try to go defense first and stop Steph Curry. So you don't have to junk it up and play a four on three defense. I think that's the only thing left, Sam. The only thing I think it's that cut and dry. It is interesting because uh, it, it's
1: hard to, I don't know. So bonus is probably the biggest disappointment for the Kings. This series. If I, if I was a Kings guy, I'd walk away from this going it's disappointing. That guy is one of our two cornerstone players. And he's completely worthless when we get to the playoffs against a team like like it i i'm not sure well okay that's pretty mean but like Something that is a say. that's a question they have to solve going forward but the other player who's been kind of really disappointing for them who's had such a good regular season uh is herder he i kind of i figured the words would make life difficult on him but i thought he'd have a couple games where yeah. he just went off cuz that guy yep. could shoot the shit out of the ball and it hasn't happened um you might be right. They might just have to take him out of the starting lineup and be like, call it a day. It is what it is. We're, it's elimination time. We don't have time. You know, the same way the Warriors took Kuminga out of the rotation. I think Kuminga still has a role to play in the playoffs go forward, but there's no denying he was awful. And they tried to, you know, figure it out with him. Um, and and the more it went, the more courage just went to the look, man. This isn't your matchup. It is what it is. I need to get a win. I'll figure you out later.
2: I, I can't decide if I, Kevin Hurd is a real shooter. He can actually shoot. He's not PJ Tucker there in the corner. So I'm a little confused. Yeah, he, well, he can
1: like legit shoot on the move. He can do all the same things Clay does. Like, obviously, not at the same level, but like to your point, real shooter. He does it, he's not just a guy who's like feet set, no one around me he'll bit 10 shot, seconds in right? a hole. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's odd. I don't get it. it. It reminds me a little bit of Joe Harris, where Joe Harris is a real shooter, and then you get in the postseason, and he's a total scrub. It's weird. Maybe it has something to do with being a white guy. <laughs> I don't understand. Dante yeah. DiVincenzo yeah. can't shoot either. Herder, so- the
1: funny thing is Herder for the Hawks two years ago had a good postseason. I know. I remember. Huge. Um, Was it game seven or game six, where it was just like the Herder game, right? Yeah. yeah. Like he went yeah. off, um, and, and in general, he's kind of like a ace player. Like he's not a guy who I'm like, yeah. you know, he's he'll put him up,
2: he'll make him or miss him. But I don't, he doesn't strike me as a guy who's like, I'm in my head, I don't know how to shoot. Yeah, you know? it, it's it's so it's why it's so odd to me. I think if you're Mike Brown, he did the give Keegan Murray confidence uh, mm-hmm. stuff, and it worked for Keegan. He made a he made a couple big shots in, in Game Five before he got shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I you can. Honestly, probably give credit to Steve Kerr and the mm-hmm. Warriors defense for making the adjustments. But I don't know. What adjustment would you make if you're Mike Brown? The only thing I can think of is that. And now you're praying Davion Mitchell makes shots. And Davion made a couple shots in game five, but the you player. would you would imagine Davion Mitchell on the road game six elimination game is probably not gonna make shots. But I think that's your best bet. Um, and to your point, I
1: decided to look it up because I wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy. Game seven, Hawks, um, Sixers, the last relevant basketball game that Ben Simmons played, you know the one he choked. Um, Herder, twenty-seven points, led the Hawks in scoring, ten for eighteen. I distinctly remember him getting hot when they needed offense, like when it felt like Philly was going to run away with that game. Herter was the guy who kind of ignited the run, not Trey. Trey, classic five for twenty-three, Trey Trey Young game, but that's it's a different story. It's a it's a history. History lesson one that for no one, no one, one fucking asked 13, for one of for
2: so, the second half tonight, by the way, too, against Boston. So classic trade. Oh, uh,
1: um, I guess adjustment for the Kings. Uh, pulling herders, an obvious one. Um, I wonder if they try to go small against the Warriors. They haven't done it at all this series. Do they mess with a little Harrison Barnes or Trail Isles at the five and just go pure shooting across the board? Um I kind of feel like that might be their best bet. Uh, you're you're the road team against the closing champs. The odds are against you. Maybe if you get hot from three because you put five shooters on the floor and you make them a little uncomfortable and you, you want to see how long it takes Steve to take Looney off the floor and do a couple things he needs to do in that situation, like you mess with the variance a little bit. like That's – it's a home run swing that's certainly not a sustainable like best-of-seven formula, but it might be something that you throw out there right now.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, both teams shot 29% from three in Game yeah. 5, which is kind of what you get in the postseason in big the games, right? It goes. Yeah. yeah, the longer it's kind of what it is. Nobody's going to make 16 threes. I know the Warriors got hot in Game 6. Really, the only team that you think could actually get hot in that type of game is the Warriors, because you know why? A got freaking Steph and Clay. so <laughs> it's it's pretty likely that those guys would just hit 12 threes by themselves. Um, you're right, though. You just got to play the numbers and just pray. I mean, whatever percent chance that you're going to be the team that hits 16 threes tom- uh, today, if you're the Kings, just go ahead and try to be that. Um, I think the problem with that is I think the Warriors are also due for one. Right? Like, Steph just went two for ten. Uh, Poole's been shooting terribly all series. I-, I think if you were to pick a team that's going to have the avalanche of threes come in, Probably gonna pick the home team. Like, can't can't you just see Dante making three threes at home? Can't you just see Moses Moody dropping one in? Like Steph making yeah. seven. Like, I understand if you're you're you've got a place. Maybe you've got to play small. Maybe you've got to try to outshoot the Warriors. But yeah, I think he's rolling. What's the phrase? <laughs> he's not. He's not rolling. He's not rolling good. Um, I, I think if you're not, you're not, he doesn't have a great chance. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is that they can do. If maybe they had a Robert Williams type that that would be good. But yeah, I mean, I think the Warriors adjustment when I think about it from last game again, after a day, the adjustment was that Draymond go get 20 points. I don't think they expected him to get 20, but I think the adjustment was to say, go Draymond, just go get your numbers. Cause this is the one series that you could do that. Agreed. Yeah. I do
1: think the one thing, if a perfect world hits for the Warriors, you don't see Steph play 42 or 44 minutes tonight. You know, Um, I think if they had their way, it would be what you said, which is like a little Moses Moody get in there. You you know, Tony Lamb comes off the bench, hits a three, starts, you know, clapping at the crowd, uh, that sort of stuff. Um, Because the odds are, they're going to have to play on Sunday if they win, you know? And so it just comes down to, you know, the most important thing is getting the win because you know, it sucks more than playing 42 minutes, playing 41 minutes
2: and then having to play another game because you go for the win. Right. Right. (laughs) I think so. I, you know, some of that is, is looking ahead too. I think the war, I mean, I think the Lakers are going to be doing the same thing. I bet you LeBron LeBron's playing 44, uh, Ad said Play play what needs to be done, right? Exactly. You know, because you know what can happen. The Warriors already saw this. You know what happens if Steph plays 37? You lose, <laughs> and then you got to play another game, right? <laughs> we, just, we, we just finished just watching the, the Celtics and the Hawks, and
1: they didn't need to play six sixth game. They did because wow. the Celtics played with their food. That just an egregious loss in Boston, and you know what? They just gifted Philly more rest than they're going to get, and I don't know if it matters – I kind of think they're still gonna beat Philly, but it's like you don't wanna have to play extra games, you don't have to because
2: things happen, you know. M- Milwaukee literally said, I think Giannis literally said they were looking ahead. They were trying Good. to win a championship and not win a series. <laughs> and they lost in the first round. Lightyear's podcast, kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays. Have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoors adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection. Insane protection. In all of eyewear, every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken Replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they they told us they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. If you don't love them, you can also exchange for a new pair, return them, or you can return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Light Years Podcast always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving our best deal of the year. Go to shadyrays.com, use code Light for 50% off two plus pairs of Polarized Sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over two hundred thousand people. Yeah.
1: Should we talk about that?
2: Yes, I was just
1: kidding.
2: Let's, let's, let's
1: do it. Let's talk about it for a couple minutes. That was how, okay. How shocked were you by the results of that series?
2: Uh, flabbergasted. Because if you've watched Miami this season, I know you have. They are not a good basketball team. Shocking to me that they are the best uh, offensive team left in the postseason. What is what is that? I love the Heat. They are my favorite team
1: I because do. they are—they remind me of uh, an Italian Syria soccer team, where the collective is significantly better than the individual parts. They don't have the best talent; they're just goons, and they're committed to it. They're going to try every trick in the book. They're going to foul you when no, no one's looking. They're just <laughs> going for. It. I mean, you—you you know what I'm talking about. Like they're well coached. They stick to the game plan, but like if you look at them on paper, like J- Jimmy's a nice player. Jimmy's a very nice player, but like, come on, man, they have four guys in their eight-man rotation who are two-way guys. You know, we laugh about Lamb and and Ty Jerome and those sort of things. I mean, like, where do you think Gabe Vincent came from? Where do you think um, Max Struess? Yeah, and, and like those guys, those guys can play, but. When you get down to the playoffs, you're looking at it, you're like, man, they're getting a lot of mileage out of these guys they discovered who no one thought could play, you know? And um, you know, that's why I think Spoe's one of like the, the best. best coaches nah, of the all best. time, basically. Be- you
2: know? Oh, oh,
1: oh, oh, of yeah, all yeah, time. I'm going. I'm go- I mean, look, Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich are the gold standard in my lifetime. Um, pretty much because they won between those two and Steve Kerr, they have like eighty percent of the championships of my lifetime right
2: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think suppose right there you know I, I really do think he you know when you start when you start running through it fifteen years um he's doing it with he doesn't have the warriors roster he didn't have the sun's roster like come on man, how many guys on the heat would start for the warriors? One, you know like you know you know what i'm saying like they're they're getting it done with with spare parts to a degree but they're just so well coached and they compete so hard
2: spo is the best in-game uh fluid coaching and i'm not gonna, like it's not like i'm a freaking genius with this stuff but i i watch him go make the adjustments with six minutes left to go bam pick and roll with jimmy and i'm just like Holy fuck. And and Steve Kerr is a top three coach in the NBA. And he's yeah. also one of the greatest coaches in NBA history. Steve Kerr doesn't do that. Um, I, I also have one point about the Miami Heat. Uh, they're better without Tyler Hero, dude. Tyler Hero's not he's not good. He doesn't impress me. He's exactly. he,
1: I, I feel like you're just doing you're just doing this because you want to take a shot at, at Jordan Poole.
2: Yes, absolutely. Because they are the <laughs> they are the exact freaking same player. He shoots too much, he handles, makes a couple shots, doesn't play defense. They are better without him. They are better without him. Put the ball more in Jimmy's hands in a playoff series. Um, so you know. Whatever.
1: Speaking of which, you know who Milwaukee needs. <laughs> Milwaukee needs a uh, a guard who can get their own shot. Perhaps one who's from Milwaukee. Ooh. You know. You know Tyler Hero or oh Jordan Poole. Both of them are from Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan Poole's from I know. I know Jordan Poole is. Yeah. Milwaukee? They're both. They're both from the the general area. Like I'm not gonna pretend I know like. <sighs> suburb versus like that sort of thing, but like they're from them loon. That might be the end of my Milwaukee knowledge. You know, I'm sorry guys. I'll, I'll try to come up with a Milwaukee uh, Three guys. Starting yeah, five. We don't know, we don't know anyone else. Um, <laughs> um, But yeah, um, I wasn't surprised they lost because when I saw Giannis get hurt in game one, I'm like, Oh, they're not good enough to ride this out without Giannis. And but I'm going to be honest with you, when Giannis came back in game four and it was a 2-1 series, I thought they were going to push it to seven and then whatever happened, happened. The <laughs> fact that it was over in five games, insane, shocking. And we, everyone who's listening to this saw post postgame clip. I, I, let me go first. I know when a man is saying something, because he knows it's the right thing to say versus how he feels. That's how it came across to me when Giannis was trying to rationalize it because he sounded pissed the fuck off. You know, he sounded mad. He sounded to me like a guy who was mad his season ended, not someone who's like, it doesn't matter. It's a step in the process. No, he's he's pissed, right? Um, But the praise of it, like, come on, man. Yeah. Can we just be honest? That dude is a competitor. He's mad. He's probably embarrassed, honestly, because he knows if he hits his free throws, it's
2: over. They win. 23. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I understand not wanting to, you know, deal with the pylon with the media and like how much pressure there are on players because of the internet and all that sort of stuff. So like, he just doesn't want to be exposed. Like he's mad enough at himself. He doesn't need the extra. Right. But let's just call it what it is. You know, that dude underperformed. Injuries were probably part of it. And yeah, it was a failure of a season. And he thinks it's a failure of a season and nothing he can say publicly will make me think other. And if you do think other because of what he said, I just think you're kind of a sucker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I agree with everything you're saying. My anger, my annoyance actually is more so with people that were praising him, which is to your point. Um, here are the things that I agree with. Do I agree with Giannis that, hey, you're always going to be a champion? Do I agree with that? It is a step in the process that you're going to get better? Yes, yes. Do I agree with people saying that Giannis is already won in life because he was homeless at one point? Yes. Have I, do I agree with people that he's a champion? <laughs> yes. So, yeah, dude, all those things are freaking true. But you know what also is true? That this season was a failure. That series of failure. You are the best player in the world, and you freaking lost to a team that started eight. this Steph Curry better. you know what i mean steph is better it is obvious but i I just don't need the constant slurping of this i think anti this backlash to what kobe was right because kobe yes very much a and we just saw the mj doc that came out of pure immigrant dad mode like right. not, not, uh, and some and like, I, I think it's <laughs> an immigrant, right? So it's crazy.
1: Yeah. But uh, I, I feel like you and I can relate to this. Like we can understand like the mindset and both poke fun at it, but also like appreciate it. It doesn't, it doesn't require a think piece. Right, right,
2: because it's, it's illogical on one end because it doesn't make sense. You don't – because Kobe would sit up there and, and your dad would sit up there and they would yeah. say, like, yo, you're a fucking failure. You're, like, fucking do better, right? And maybe that's what people want to hear, and I think that's fair. I, I also think, like, this constant need to be like, oh, my God, Giannis is right. He's already won in life. We don't have to worry about it. Like, uh, all right, man, relax. He failed. He lost. He needs to do better. It's okay to say that. Is what, I think that's where our annoyance comes from, right? Like people who eat, eat up what Giannis was saying was like, trust me, man. I, I assure you Giannis is angry. I assure you Giannis is going to be in the gym all summer long working on hey, free throws. Is it, is it comeback, He's
1: going to come back 320 pounds. He's going to be more jacked than he normally is. I don't Any know better. that that's what he needs
2: to do. But, I, you know. <laughs> maybe just work on free throws, Giannis. You've got everything else. You've got everything else. He's going to come back better. Um, I think the most fascinating part of this, outside of the social media Twitter stuff, because whatever, Um, Sam, I think there's a real chance he doesn't end his career with the Milwaukee Bucks, and Ooh. where does that leave the? Warriors, are we? Uh, are, do we need to delete the last five minutes uh, and start just, defending him? I just say, and Sam sources oh. told me that pulling up pulling
1: up contract details. I'll be there for you and. About a minute and a half. It, is it time? Do we have to pull
2: back? Is he, you know. Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Chris Middleton. Would you trade Good. <sighs> Can we give him two unprotected first instead? Instead of Looney? <laughs> <I do> that? <laughs> it, would, it would break your heart a little bit, it? Uh, I don't know if i do that. I don't know if I do that. You got to put a rebounder next to, next to Giannis. By the way, the. Uh, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, that's where both. That's where Spud, Bud fucked up. Uh, I said spo. That's where Bud messed up is, uh, you know, Brooke Lopez doesn't actually need to play. He's fine. He's a good shooter. He's a good defender. But that stuff is bullshit. Like the defensive player that I you know stuff for Brooke is, come on. First off, yes, that's that's every issue I have with NBA
1: media. Brook Lopez doesn't deserve to be on anyone's top 30 contenders for it. Like, come on, he's not even the third, he, he might be the third best, but he's not he's not he's not close to the best defender on his own team. Um what I meant, what I wanted to say was, you know what the issue is? I don't want to defend Bud because all the criticism is accurate. He's stubborn, he's rigid. Uh he's he reminds me of like I well it it doesn't matter, but what I was gonna say, he he's stubborn, he's rigid. I'm also sitting here going, take Brook Lopez off the floor for who? For Joe Ingalls, for for uh Bob brother You know, yeah, you, you know, like the, it's not like And so I guess to my point where it's like they kind of built a shitty roster of old dudes who can't move expecting Giannis to to cover all of it at all times. And that's where it's interesting because I don't know where they go from here, honestly. Like Middleton is not getting younger or more athletic. He looks not as good as he did two years ago. But if they let him walk, they don't have cap space to like – it's not like they can let him walk and they get like Jalen Brown. You know, like that's not an option. Drew is paid a lot of money. He's still there. Like they don't have a lot of options to improve this
2: team. And that is where the conspiracy theory comes through. To to fight the other way, I do think you just run it back. I mean, that's the easiest way. It's probably what they'll do. But they did win 50, 50 plus games. They they were the favorites. Giannis was hurt. You're right. They obviously beat the Miami Heat if he's healthy. <laughs> um, they're at least in the Eastern Conference Finals because they're playing the freaking Knicks next game. Like they are next series. Like they they are in the Eastern Conference Finals if they stay healthy. So I think all those are true. But to your point, I think maybe even most importantly, do they even get to the NBA Finals with their roster? Because you can argue that looking at what Brooke Lopez was right and what Chris Middleton looked like, do they get to the Finals? And if they get to the Finals, do they win the Finals? And isn't all that matter? Doesn't all isn't that all all what matters? So. I... To when me is, I think Boston
1: yeah. I think Boston would have beat them fully healthy
2: anyway. Ah, I think they are so as, unimpressive, Sam, they are so unimpressive. Come on. You, did you just want to, come on? Yeah, but they're not good enough to play with their food like they did against Atlanta. Well,
1: they played with their food and went to 6 versus Atlanta. Milwaukee played with their food and lost in 5. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's two two sides of the same coin. That's fair enough. Um, I Boston has way better defensive. Giannis is the best defender between both teams, but Boston has better defensive personnel up and down the court yeah, yeah. and they can shoot better. And uh, they're not the prettiest team because they don't really have a guy like Tatum's not staff, you know, so it's always yeah. going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly with them, but like they do have the pieces to win those games. Anyway, um, let's do a little Lakers uh, grids before we get out of here. Yep. Um, Cause that's the other game. I, I'm, I haven't even asked you. Um, do we record after the Warriors Kings or do we wait till the Lakers grizzend? end? We
2: should probably wait because it might be a series preview. Uh, we did yeah, five yeah, minutes of yeah, yeah. a series preview. So thoughts on the series um, with Lakers and Memphis? LeBron is exhausted, and I think he's still hurt. That's my overarching thought, and maybe that's what's most he important. Looks, he looks super physically limited. Like I watched
1: the Lakers, and on the one hand, I'm like. You know, he has his games like game four where I'm like, damn, that's really impressive when you're that old and you can't move, you know? And on the other hand, I'm sitting here going, what if Stephen Clay runs screens off him all day and he has to switch, you know, like it's kind of, I'm
2: sitting here, I'm going like, I don't know if he can, I don't know if he can hang the whole way. I agree. Same with AD who falls down four times a game and he fell down and hurt his hip and was pretty bad in game five. And I'm sure he'll be fine for game six. I'm sure he'll have 27 points in game six or whatever it is. But um, I, I have a weird feeling that this Lakers Memphis series goes to seven. Um, I think Memphis. I, I do. I do. Andy
1: Loop, Andy Luper, Stone Cold Lock. Uh, they're, gonna, <laughs> they're gonna win. They're
2: gonna win Game Six. Lock that in. You know. You know. What or are I mean? you just trying to speak it into existence? And there's a little bit of that. There is a little <laughs> bit of that. But I, I do think Memphis is a young team. They they obviously out energized the Lakers in Game Game Five. That's how they won the game. They were they're not a better team. They're not a better team. They're not a, team. They're not a smarter team. They're not. They don't. They don't have they're a better defense. Young. They're just young, and they have. John Morant and Desmond Bain who just run around all over the place and they can just run right by the Lakers. And they frankly probably should have won game four if they weren't such idiots on and off the floor. Luke Kennard is hurt. Like who knows? Is he going to play? Is he going to be fine? Like, I think that's a huge thing because Dylan Brooks has been awful. So I think there's a shot at them just running by the Lakers. Um But, yeah, of course, I mean, if you had me pick, it's going to be Lakers-Warriors. And, by the way, Sam, that series, it's going seven. We're not going to talk about that series yet until it happens, but that series is going seven, without a doubt.
1: I'm picking the Lakers to win tomorrow, and we get game one Sunday, probably at noon, because Adam Silver wants the money. Yes. But, yeah, it's noticeable how limited LeBron and ADR and how much it is. We talked about on the last pod how Steph has to conserve energy to play 42-44 minutes. They're on another level with regards to that. Um, And I get
2: it, but that is an exploitable weakness. So if the Warriors are tired, you think the Lakers are more tired. And if you get one day off if both teams win tonight, then you you get one day off between game one, you get one day off between game two. Can the Warriors take both of them all, all of a sudden you're up 2-0? It's hard to lose a series up 2-0, especially if they're the Warriors. right? Anyway, we're, we're looking way far ahead. Do you think – so let me ask you this. Between LeBron AD – it's crazy because AD is not even 30, so it's not like he just, he just is old. Uh, LeBron AD versus Steph, Clay, Draymond, who do you think is the team that needs more rest? Who do you think is the team that's more tired?
1: I don't know that it really matters. I think both teams – <laughs> this is a there's a cop out there's a cop out but i i guess if you make me choose it's the one whose superstar is older and more injured they probably need it just a little more you know uh steph is 35 um and you know it's not ideal for him to play 42 minutes a game uh but he's not currently injured and he's in amazing physical shape whereas lebron like it's clear the foot's yeah. not there and
2: you know he's 38 so either the foot's not there or he's just oh dude like that, yeah, that's yeah, the thing with LeBron. Dad, are I possible yeah like I can't figure out is are you just he's not washed right because if you're no. close, if it's a close game against Memphis tonight with three minutes left the Lakers are winning it LeBron is going to put this team on his back and he's going to win the game so I can't figure out it's it, are you just tired that you have to take three quarters off or you just can't move off that foot And he's talked about how they need a quote unquote season-ending surgery, whatever that bullshit means, uh, for that foot. So probably both. (laughs) I think it's a a little bit of both. I think, uh, yeah, it is what it is. And
1: you know, that's sorry, that's like aging's real. That's that's like to tie it back to the Warriors. That's why we've all been on the just go for it, dude. You know how many more years you have, these dudes. You know, like it's, you know what I'm saying, like. You My, only you only get so many shots of greatness, and you know you
2: have the greatness in your core. Go for it and deal to fallout when the fallout comes. My buddy texted me like, I think the Warriors can still have a shot at winning another title after the season. And I'm like, yeah. Depending on if they keep the core together, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course they do. Um, what was LeBron doing at 35? Steph's age. Winning a championship. Winning a bubble ring. So it's like Steph's still got three a years. 30. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, I I think the Warriors closed this out at home, right, against the Kings. Mini blowout, right? Maybe maybe it's a eight-point game through two and a half, three quarters and then Steph or Clay or Poole makes three threes in a row and it's kind of like game 3. All of a sudden it's a 17-point game and it's a party at a Chase. Right? It's kind of how I think it goes. I mean, you think it's Something different's gonna, you think it's gonna be down on the wire? I
1: think it's gonna be a little tighter than you do. Um, But we'll see. I appreciate everyone. We'll be live after the game as we always are.